This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The shark bait has such teeth there, and it shows them pearly white. Just a jackknife has old Maggie bait, and it keeps it out of sight. So, welcome everybody to this latest episode of Macklin's Take with me, Andy Clark, and Matt Macklin. And today we are going to revisit the subject of Connor Ben. We first spoke about this when the subject was fresh a few weeks ago. And really, we've been waiting since then just to see how things would play out, to see how things would progress. Because in the early stages, there weren't really many facts available to us, there was a lot of speculation. There was a lot of conjecture. Lots of things were disputed by most parties, but we were very low on facts. We still are, if we're brutally honest about it, but there were developments last week. So we thought we would just go back to the subject because obviously it's a very, very hot topic. There have been plenty of column inches used to write about it. There have been plenty of hours of airtime occupied with it. We do need to treat it with care. We need to approach this without any kind of passion or prejudice. We both know Connor. He's been on this podcast. But what we think of him personally doesn't really have any particular relevance here. And we are not here to ascribe any innocence or guilt or pass any judgment on whether he has done this knowingly or not, because we can't possibly know that. And he will get his opportunity to explain how this has happened, how these two positive tests have happened, because that is a fact. There have been two positive tests. The second one, which turned out to be the first one, but the second one we heard about, that only came to light recently. But those are the two things, really, that nobody argues about now, that everybody accepts as having happened and as being correct, and therefore we can accept 
as being a fact. Connor will get his opportunity to explain how that happened, as he should. He must. And I'm very much in the innocent until proven guilty kind of camp. But we are not here to talk, as I say, about whether he has done this knowingly or unknowingly, because there's just not really any point in that. And Matt, I think the reason we wanted to do this really is because this has been a this has been a dark few weeks for British boxing. And the most useful thing we felt we could do without being a pair of terrible wise after the event, you know, patronising old clowns, just pontificating about where everything went wrong. It is worth tracing back what has happened here and where this really has gone wrong and why it has ended up being just such a car crash, to be honest. There's nothing worse than one of those fans sitting behind the goal, shouting what the the manager should have and shouldn't have done, who he should have took off, what switches he should have made. It's easy being an expert when there's no accountability or responsibility on you. If they'd have said all those, you know, arms, armchair, arms, you know, uh, experts, go on, then you pick the team. All of a sudden, they're absolutely flappy and they wouldn't have a clue what to do, you know. So I use that. What I'm trying to say is this is a situation now that's been and gone and everyone's an expert at what they should have done. You know, we look back. I suppose the keys. And look, I heard Eddie on a couple of interviews saying, "Look, you know, if we knew then what we knew, maybe we'd have done things differently." And I suppose the key is turning hindsight into foresight. You know, that's what experience is all about, isn't it? You learn from your mistakes because we all make them, and then you try and uh, certainly not. And you're going to make more mistakes, but hopefully, you don't make the same mistake. Again, you, you can't keep making the same mistake because then you're obviously not learning. Um, you know, without knowing all the facts, we know some, we don't know. I'm just going to go back to the Dillian White UCAD uh, situation a couple of years back or a few years back. And, you know, that fight got passed. Uh, the border control allowed it. To, don't forget as well, the border control are the... You know, they're the commission here. It's their jurisdiction. It's not... Eddie Hearn isn't the board. Do you know what I mean? He's not the commission. He's the promoter and the zone of the TV, television network that want to put it out. So it's not really on Eddie Hearn. It's, 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 it's on the British Boxing Board of Control. They're the ones, really, who have to make the decision when something like this comes up. Um, it, it was VADA, voluntary... Uh, testing um, and I just I don't know it just seems like it just seems like it was handled badly and again like I say we, it's easy for me to say that here I'm not I'm not someone that's got to explain to a network why, why this pay-per-view event that they've invested I don't even know what they've invested into it but a lot of money why and, and are due to make a lot of money why I'm, now I've got to tell them why this, why this show isn't going ahead. So you certainly, you don't want to have that conversation. So you're not going to have that conversation until you know you've absolutely tried everything you can to still um, do within your powers that can make this fight still go ahead. Um, 
you know, the, the, and, and, and the board of control will want the fight to go ahead. We all want the fight to go ahead. The fans, everyone wants the fight to go ahead. We were all looking forward to it. But it's got to be right as well. We can't just ignore rules. And especially in something like uh, testing, drug testing, more than most things, because th- this is something that's getting out of hand, I believe, in the sport. It's getting out of hand and, you know, it's going to get to a point where everyone's going to be at it because they're just going to think, well, you know, if everyone's at it and everyone's getting away with it and nothing's really getting happened, no one's getting a ban and blah, 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 then we're going to, and they're earning millions and not really getting, even the ones that are getting caught, the biggest stars, they're getting a slap on the wrist, really, a six-month ban or something, and you know. What, what did Canelo get for the Clemboo Tour? Six months. Six months. He probably was going to box for six months anyway. So, and he's earning millions. So people think, well, pff. you know, so it it's 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 not a good situation. Uh, like I say, I don't know if Connor has uh, knowingly done it or not, it, but it's in his system. So he's, he's got questions to answer. Yeah, absolutely. You, absolutely. You, know. you make a lot of good points there. And, and, and one is... Um, that when you're looking at things like this, you do need to try and empathise with the situation that people were in when they were making these decisions. That doesn't mean that you think they were right. It doesn't mean that you sympathise, sympathy, empathy, not the same thing. But if you're going to do anything useful here, the pair of us, we need to look at how did we get to where we are? And as you said, how can you turn hindsight into a bit of foresight? And how can this all, how can boxing not just learn, but come out of this crisis improved for, for for future events, because something like this will definitely happen again. So let's just go right back to what we now know is the start, which was when the first positive test um, was submitted, if you like, when, when he first tested positive, and that was towards the end of July. Now, at that point, Varda will tell, as I understand it, they will tell both fighters, they will tell the promoter, and they will tell the board. If it was in America, they would tell the commission. So they would tell the organisation who were responsible for sanctioning the fight and whose responsibility it is to be governing the sport and upholding the best interests of the sport wherever this fight happens to be taking place, which is the board of control. The person who's organising the whole thing, which is the promoter, and the two people who are actually in it, the fight, so therefore the two fighters. And what happened at that point was that between them, everyone decided that the fight should still at that point go ahead. And that, when you look back at it now in the cold light of day, that is pretty extraordinary, is it not, when you sign up for VADA testing? Not just that if your team, Ben, you're trying to write this off as contamination or faulty testing, because if you put yourself in Connor's position and he's saying he hasn't done anything knowingly, and if you haven't done anything knowingly, then that phone call for any athlete is your worst nightmare. You wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't want to believe it. And any opportunity you can get, any exit you could get to maybe just kind of pretend this hasn't happened, you're going to take it. But then you've got Team Eubank, who are also kind of 
okay with it. The promoters okay with it. The border control are okay with it. And right from the beginning, this went wrong, didn't it? Right there well, and then, it went wrong. It's it's like anything, isn't it? Money corrupts everything, doesn't it? It just money muddies so many waters. Everyone wanted the fight to go ahead because there was a lot of money invested and a lot of money to be made. Um, I guess from Eubank's point of view, he's thinking, well, I don't care if he's on PEDs. I'm going to beat him anyway. That's why I get, I'm, I'm getting a, a big payday for it and I'm going to win. That that would have been his mindset, I guess. But whether he did or he didn't, it's kind of beside the point, really. You know, you, you have testing. What's the point in having testing if you ignore the results? Do you know what I mean? Like, well, don't test then and just, it can just be a wild west, I guess. Like, but you can't, there's no point doing testing and then the results come in and you just ignore them. Like that's how it's baffling, really. I seen, I seen an interview. Um, I think it was yesterday. Dan Raphael on about um, Dan Raphael on about the. Uh, um, it was a short clip. I didn't see the whole interview, so I can only talk about the snippet I heard. But he said, he said, this is like talk about a PR disaster. You know, you're in a hole. You don't keep digging and digging and digging a deeper one. You know, and. When you think, when you you see what's happened, like you know, withhold. Like why 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 is he why is he vacated his uh, British Boxing Border Control license? I don't. To me, that doesn't like you know. And I don't want to be jumping the gun on things, but I don't feel like that's a good sign. Hey, hey, ki- hey, kids. Hey, everybody. Sitting here with a famous Slovenian philosopher. How are you doing, sir? I am uh, in health, thank you. Are you uh, excited about something? I am excited about this latest uh, CIA-funded venture. A CIA venture? Yes. It's called The Desire and Capital Podcast. Oh, what is it about? I refuse your fascist question. Well, there you have it. Listen to the Desiring Capital Podcast, coming soon to a bourgeois platform near you. On your marks, get set, go! No, no, I don't feel like that's a like that's a particularly good sign either. And the statement issued by the board and Conor Ben kind of clarified it when he issued his own was that it was not related to the positive VADA test. It was related towards another issue, which as I understand it is a confidentiality issue, which could be that Conor Ben feels that it was the board who were responsible for this news after the second positive test emanating to the press because somebody told them but to go back to that initial that initial I don't think the board board, uh, I've been great here I think the board could have been no I'm just going to say to go back to that initial positive test we've kind of dealt with it from a team Ben point of view to an extent I don't know how many people were told was it just him Um, was it more than that The, the fewer people who knew the more understandable it is to me as I say, I'm empathising here, not sympathising, the more understandable it is to me that you could end up trying to sweep this under the carpet because the more people who would know, the more experienced people who might know and someone you would hope would chime in and say, listen, we just we just can't do this. Putting your 26-year-old 
Matt Macklin's head back on. Um, wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> but, but seriously, but seriously, put yourself in the position of an athlete who hasn't knowingly taken any kind of performance enhancing drug because that's what Conor Ben is saying. You get that call through and this news is broken to you. You are, aren't you? You are going to search around for any opportunity to try and pretend this hasn't happened. And if someone presents that avenue to you, you are probably going to go down it, are you not? You don't have the experience. Really, you need other people to be telling you and take it out of your hands at that point that what has to happen here is we've got to go public with this. This fight cannot go ahead. And we start the process right now of trying to work out how this has happened and clearing our name as, as, as horrendous as that might sound, I'm sorry, that is what's got to happen. No, it needs, but, you, but it would take a very experienced and a strong personality to, to, to make that call, wouldn't it? When you've got all, all the, when you've got the television, you've got the promotional companies, and every, everyone stands to make a lot of money here, and there's already a lot of money invested. So nobody uh, is going to want to hear that. So you're going to have to be a very strong character to make that decision and make that stance. Um, look, it was probably suggested, but it probably, well, it, but it, like, like I said, when you don't want something that to be the outcome, you're going to say, you, you're going to long it out. And so you absolutely have to. So you're going to say, uh, well, look, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens here. The, you know, you, do you know what I mean? You, you keep thinking, you keep, you keep, you, you keep hoping that something's going to come out of it. That undoes it. That's what you're hoping, aren't you? You know, he's kind of as adamant he's taken nothing, certainly not knowingly. You know, obviously, I think he, I think I read somewhere that he suggested it could have been contaminated possibly in a supplement, but he's he's certainly adamant that he's not knowingly taken anything. Um, he's trained hard for the fight. You know, he's getting a lot of money for the fight. He wants the fight to go ahead. They're, they're, they're going to... They're hoping, especially if the powers that be and the people involved in promoting and just the, even the board, et cetera, with the fight are saying, let's wait till we see this. Let's wait till this. You are going to let's wait with it. And but then what happens is let's wait, let's wait, let's wait. And it goes down the line, down the line, down the line, down the line. And now you're a couple of days before the fight and the decision has to be made. And then you're thinking, shit, it would have been a lot better. It would have just said this from day one, from day dot. Pulled it then as soon as it tested come up. But after the fight wouldn't have got anywhere near as far down the line. It could have been contained a lot better. And I and I guess dealt with well, I don't mean contained as it wouldn't come out, but it could just could have been dealt with a lot better. You know, instead it's blown up left, right, and centre. People are saying things, you know, it's a mess. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And and again, you know, we will appear like we're being wise after the event, but I think these are things that when they look back on this in the future, that that all sorts of people involved in this will will look at it and just think, yeah, that that is what we that is what we will should they, have done. Will they? Because will they though? Because really, like again, and, and unless something's absolutely black and white, and I don't know if this is or it isn't, but if it's not black and white, then you, you're hoping that it's you're going to get a different answer, or you're hoping that. Something's going to come and go. Like I, I don't even know where I'm going. What I'm going to say. I'm trying, I can't think of an example. But the fact that they didn't call it the first time, they were hoping something was going to happen. They were hoping of maybe a different 
reading or a different rule or someone's going to say, no, the, the amounts were so negligible. It's not part. I, I don't know. I don't know. What I'm saying is they've let yeah, it They were searching. They, like you are now, they were searching yeah. for any yeah. kind of an explanation which yeah. allowed the fight to go ahead. And, and Eddie Hearn has spoken about how contractually he couldn't pull um, the fight. Now, I don't know exactly. I, I haven't seen a contract, so I don't know exactly what he what he means by that. And the board, from their part, why did why did they not act? Nobody really took responsibility for this. Nobody wanted to be the one to say this isn't happening. And then when well, they didn't, when they didn't, what you leave yourself open to is that when it comes out later on, which it did after the second positive test, and it then was leaked to the press, then it looks absolutely terrible because it doesn't just look like you have covered it up. You have. It's as simple as that. You've covered it it up. And the way way it all unfolded with it being leaked to the press, it looks like they were happy to keep it covered up do you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, there isn't a world title on the line here. This is a fight for money. That's all that's going on here. The only thing that either fighter has got to gain from this fight is money. They, so everyone wanted to go carry on. Because Eubank probably thinks, he's a welterweight. I'll beat him anyway. You know what I mean? I've been in there with Billy Joe Saunders, George Groves. You know, he's not, they didn't have, you know, Billy, they're big punch. Yeah, well, Groves is a big puncher. Billy Joe Sharp puncher, and they're bigger, a lot bigger than kind of Ben, and, and and way more experienced and proven and everything else. So he's probably thinking, I'm not bothered if he's on something on on a, on on, on a PEDs. In his head, he's probably thinking, I'll beat him anyway. But yeah, well, that that's 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 clearly why he was he was happy to go to go ahead with it. I mean, what's what's fascinating about well, it, it is it's that not about that. It's not about no, it's not. You know, that, that shouldn't matter. That shouldn't matter at all. So it, I don't think it matters about, you know, the Sowlands are going to want the fight to go ahead, Wasserman, because, you know, they're a promoter, they're a part of it. They're not the jurisdiction. They don't know what's going on. They're not sure. They're probably hearing different things. Same with Eddie. Eddie's the promoter. He's pushing. You know, you don't you don't pull the plug on such a massive event at the first sign or something. You, you want to, you, you do carry, as much as we say, oh, yeah, you nip it in the body, you pull it straight away. Not as easy to say that. It's easy for us to say that now, but when you're in the midst of that and you invested millions and you're expecting to make millions and it's all coming to go to, together, to, let's face it, it would have been by far the biggest night that they've had on the Zone UK and all the rest of it was the launch of the, So, you know, you're not, you're gonna, you're gonna have to, you're gonna exhaust every avenue of possibility, aren't you? And, but I think ultimately the person it look the the end the group it looks the worst on in my opinion is the board because it's down to them it's not down to the promoter to pull the plug on this it's not down to the television network to pull the plug on this it is down to the board of control to make the decision they're the commission they're the ones who have to enforce the rules in their jurisdiction which they eventually did when they released that statement yeah, saying, they were going to pro- saying they were going to prohibit the fight and the use of language in all of this has been has been very has been very interesting because what we have had at stages is this kind of disconnect between what was as you say for financial reasons people were exploring all of these avenues 
to see what technically, or if you like, or contractually or legally, whichever one of those three or combination thereof it may have been, they could do because nobody was going to take control and say, listen, just because you can do something, it doesn't mean that you should. And therefore, that's where we had the situation with, okay, well, it was a VADA test, but, you know, wasn't the UCAD test and the British Boxing Board of Control, they they adhere by UCAD and, and not VADA, but didn't you insist on signing up to VADA, but now you're going to ignore it? You know, there were all these kinds of, of, of strange scenarios where on the one side, you have got the kind of, I hesitate to call it the letter of the law exactly, but you know what I mean, the kind of yeah. the, 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 the bare um, words on the page. And on the other side, you have got what people would deem to be in the best interest of the sport and ethically, if you like, the correct thing to do. Mm. No. Yeah, it is. I mean... Uh, 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 yeah, I, 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 a bit, a little bit speechless, which I'm not off of in a sense. I'm speechless because I don't really know. I don't really know what else to add except that without, you know, speculating myself, which I don't really want to do. I'd rather just talk among the facts. But I just think it's a messy, messy, messy situation. And I just think, and as much, I don't know, it's like I, I want to, I don't want to sit here and say they should have done this and they should have done that because I, I do know that it's what it's like when you're in a situation, uh, not not like this, but where you want something to happen, go when you're injured for a fight and, you know, you're trying to think, well, is it that bad or should I pull out and I try and get around? It's not that bad. Can we put the date back? No, you definitely can't. Oh, well, what if I don't spar for a few days? Might be. A, do you know what I mean? You, yeah, absolutely. Even when you're yeah. injured, you're yeah. trying your best to salvage yeah. the fight still because you've tried. You've already yeah, invested the amount of weeks. You've spent money. You, you know all that stuff. So you're you're trying. You're trying to think of any which way you can possibly salvage the fight, even when you're in pain and you're injured, and you and you've been injured before, and you probably really know deep down that it's not going to be okay in time. You're thinking, well. Uh, have I got enough sparring done? I could chat about, you know, like I've done this in fights, you know, I've done this, I've gone ahead with fights because I was, you know, didn't think I was going to get the opportunity again. I was getting a lot of money at the stage of my career. Where I was, the, you know, it was getting older. These opportunities weren't going to flow. So even though really, I probably, the real, if I was 24, let's say, the fight definitely would have got put back. But now I'm not, I'm, 30, I'm, I'm 31, I'm in my 30s. So it's, you know, all of a sudden now that's changed my perception and 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 and, and the factors that I'm, when I'm when I'm making a decision, things that are a big part of the decision-making process are different at that end of your career than what they yeah. might be at 24. And Chris Eubank Jr., what's he, 33? You know, yeah, something like that, 32, 33. You know, you know where's he going to get too many paydays like this come along? So I... I you know, I get it. I understand what he was thinking, trying to drag out. Like, and but again, and Eddie, Eddie's thinking, well, you know, it's been, you know, I'm again, I'm, I'm guessing it's been tough enough this the last couple of years with Eddie on the zone. You know, we had a great, an exclusive, an exclusive deal with Sky Sports for ten years. Anything he touched turned to gold. He was the man in boxing, he was banging out. Football stadiums, anything he touched turned to gold. He, he was the man, he, you know. You know, last few years since he went to America, 
your old Heyman, Lattle Heyman, top rank teaming up. They've closed doors for him. It's been hard. It's been hard. It's been then he's been launching in different countries, like in a different city. Whenever you see him, I mean, talk about a workaholic. I mean, he's you know, like he says, relentless. And then big gamble to launch the Zone UK. Step away from Sky. I'd I'd say it's been tough. I'd say it's been tough. I'd say there's been a lot of pressure. I'd say there's been some hard conversations. This was going to be, a, you know, a positive night for them. You know, they were going to bang out the, the like the, everyone was talking about it, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were. You know, they were absolutely. They were you know, absolutely. They invested a lot of money into promoting this. Everyone was excited about it. It yeah. was going to, you know, this, this not happening is beyond a disappointment. But this not happening because of the reason it's not happening is an absolute shit show. Yeah, I think you've done a good job of, of kind of outlining the reasons why individuals involved in it would have, individual factions would have would have just not wanted to be the one who stood there and said, no, listen, this cannot happen. If you insist on trying to push this through, I will go to the press. And like I said right at the start, we're not, we're not trying to be too clever with 2020 hindsight, but nor are we. We're trying to just understand how you would, how you, how this ended up happening, what the headspace was of different people. It, it, it's impossible to a degree, but I think Matt's done a good job of it there with the with the two fighters involved and, and particularly with the promoter. Because one thing that's inescapable in all of this as well is that the people who have come out of this worst um, have been Eddie Hearn and Conor Ben, and but there are two other factions involved there. Team Eubank deciding that they wanted to go ahead. As well, and you've explained why you would want to do that. Why Chris Eubank? You know, I think you're accurate with that. With that kind of um, supposition as to why Chris Eubank would would want to do it. Um, as for why the board took so long to basically put the kibosh on this, if indeed it was the board that uh, leaked the details of it to to the press, then that, as you say, that that is a serious question to answer. Do you think that basically most of the flack ended up going Eddie's way because? He said too much in that fight week. The board released two statements, and that's basically, well, one statement that week. They've released two statements in the last few weeks. That is all that they have done. Eddie, I think, will maybe look back on this and just think, I could have done with saying a bit less that fight week. And going ahead with the open workouts and putting Connor up, not really before the press, because it was with, with Chris Lloyd and Darren Barker who were, uh, very, very good operators, uh, but it wasn't some kind of free-for-all open forum. I think they probably, if they had their time again, they wouldn't have done that, and Eddie would probably have not done quite so many interviews. No, but if, if they do get their time again in the future, there'll still be the same pressures, there'll still be the same reasons for wanting the fight to go ahead, and unless every single variable is exactly the same, it could be a slightly different situation. Do you know what I mean? So, look, Eddie's, you know, Eddie, you know, when, you, uh, when you're a promoter like Eddie is, the show must go on type of thing, isn't it? That's like, you know, something falls out at the MC, you know, can't get here, we get another one. You know, they're making sure that the, the, the show must go on. Um, it's not his job to police the athletes that's the british boxing border controls job you know obviously he would have been notified look there's there's, there's a test here it's it's come up positive for this banned substance 
they would have conversations. Okay, what does that mean? What, what okay, when do we know that? What are the alternatives? When you know, and they among they all decided to press on with the fight. And then there was another one which I think was the week of. Is that right? You know, so now all of a sudden. Like I don't know if the if that if the story hadn't got leaked to the press, would the fight have gone ahead? Presumably, yeah. There was every sign that it no. would have done. That's bad, isn't it? When you hear that, that yeah, is bad. absolutely. You know, so so the so again, who who who's the who's the spotlight? Who's the onus mostly on here? I mean, people are saying Eddie's getting slagged online and that, but but. You know, Eddie, Eddie's obviously then the promoter. He has to face the music. He's got to face and talk everyone. You know, he's not going to throw Connor under the bus. Why would he do that? Is 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 is, is his promoter? Do you know what I mean? So he's going to, especially till all the facts are um, out on the table. He he's innocent till proven guilty. So he's going to back his man. But then I suppose when he backs his man, everyone's like, oh, he's terrible. You know, you know, you know what people are like. You know, so. He's, it's easy to say, well, Eddie should have just stayed quiet. But then if he stayed quiet, he'd get slated for staying quiet. You know, he, th- it was a situation you can't win in. But up for me, I just think that, that, that like, if I just, you, know, you can say what you like about Eddie, you can say what you like about kind of Ben, and you can also, you, know, you, know, you can even call Eubank out a little bit saying, oh, but I, I, would, I don't personally do that because I, I get why he took the fight. He thinks I'll, I'll beat him anyway. That's what he'll have thought. Um, but, but but who I can't get away from is the board, the control. I can't get, I can't move, I can't move past how this has all happened from a board, from the British Boxing Board of Control's point of view. Because ultimately, they are the commission. Hey everybody, this is Moto G Pete from the Nokomoto Motorcycle Podcast. Join us every week while we rate, review, ride, philosophize, and generally obsess over every single motorcycle make, model, and style that could possibly exist, plus news and racing. That's the Nokomoto Motorcycle Podcast from Moto One Podcast Network Studios. Yeah. No, no, that's 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 absolutely right. They are, and and they're they're here to safeguard the sport and have the best interests of the sport um, uppermost at all times. Um, and as we say, you know, we had that. It, it was an extraordinary week. We had the story coming out. Then we had the promoters issuing a statement, basically making the difference between VADA testing and UCAD testing explicit and saying that the fight was going to go ahead. And then we had the board very shortly after that, early afternoon. Um, saying that they were prohibiting uh, the fight. And the next couple of days seemed to last for an awfully long time. But then the fight was the fight was called off. The event was called off and, and Eddie Hearn said that they didn't ever really entertain the idea of approaching another national federation to try and get the fight licensed. And he also said that they didn't uh, go to the high court with it. Personally, having spoken to a few people, I don't think they would have really got anywhere had they taken it to the high court. But if they didn't take it, then that's that's a factual statement. Him saying that they that they didn't take it. We can't gaze too much into the future. We don't have a crystal ball here. But what we do know, it would have been terrible if they'd have gone to the court and they'd have got and they'd have gone ahead with the fight after that. It would have been like uh, it, that. Would have been, I think, suicide for Eddie. Yeah, and at that point, I think real common sense did take over. And 
he would have realized the huge issue at that stage of doing something or of attempting to do something that may be possible, but that in the court the of reputational public, damage, yeah, the court of public him. opinion, the damage would have just been yeah. would have just been far too much. So, you know, the, as we say, we wanted to try and stick to the facts in this. Um, and, and the two most stark facts are two positive tests. He will get his opportunity to explain how this substance has ended up in his system. Connor Ben, as we said, it's right that he will get that opportunity. Um, I don't personally believe in a really black and white approach to this when it comes to if you test positive, then you get banned for life. A lot of fighters, no matter how it's happened, a lot of fighters do. And I understand why you might, I don't know, but I understand why fighters would because you've been in there and you know just how dangerous it can be and what the and what the risks are. Um, I am more in favour of if, if you can provide a good explanation, proof, ideally evidence based um, of how this has happened and that it was unknowing that that should that should play a part. But for the good of the sport. Uh, and again, this is not us casting any kind of judgment upon Conor Ben's character, whether he did this knowingly or unknowingly. He's tested positive twice. And however it's happened, you have to get a ban. I think so, yeah. And and it has to, and, and, unless unless there's, well, I don't know, I don't, I'm searching because I can't think of any reason that would come up to a kind of okay or... I'm, I'm trying to think of mitigating circumstances that could explain it, but, I, I, you know, contamination, I suppose, is the only thing that's potentially possible, but he, um, I don't know, it, it, it doesn't look good. No, no, it doesn't. And there are no, you know, there are no winners in this in this situation. That that That's another thing. And everybody's always looking for someone to blame, and, and I understand that. And blame lies in in different areas here, but it's not all that helpful ultimately because there are there are no winners in this situation. Boxing has been kind of dragged through the mud. What's and what's taking it so? Why is it still going on so long? What's what are they waiting for now? Well, as I understand it, what what would happen next is that the board would would assess the matter themselves. And essentially it would be um, a trial, really. I think Conor Ben, or at least a representative, would be present that the the case like would be... Like a hearing. Yeah, a hearing. The case would be heard. Um, and then they would come to their conclusion. They would make their decision. Now, you could then challenge that decision. You could take it to the, you know, the court, the, you know, the law of the land, if you like, uh, and challenge it. But from what I'm told from speaking to, you know, my dad spent 40 years in the law from speaking to people um, that I know. But it's, it's, un- it, it's but- unusual for a court to want to meddle in the affairs of sport when it comes to a decision that has been made by a governing body whose job it is to try and uphold the best interests of the sport. It's just not really something that they would look to do. No, well, look, what, what's he going to say? I, I guess uh, that, because he's, he's adamant he, he hasn't cheated, but, but obviously 
It has to provide some kind of evidence. So there that's, is something in the thing. system. There is there is a banned substance in his system. So, yeah. you know, like we can't come up for it. He, 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 you know, he's got to find some explanation or where he thinks that could have happened. Whether it was a you know a supplement or you know, like you know, Canelo, the Canelo had the beef, didn't he? But I don't know. It's it's it's, it's um. I don't know, but it's it's funny because this is such a big. I think what from this though, you, you mentioned your dad there as a judge. This is going to create a precedent. I believe this is you know this is big news, isn't it? You know, big pay per view thing didn't happen. Everyone was looking forward. Millions of spent to make this happen. It was a hard decision. So you know, it's easy for us to even say to the board, "Oh, they should have made a decision." Yeah, you know, they're, they're under a lot of pressure too. They want these fights to go ahead. Everyone's trained hard. All the undercard fighters want the fight to go ahead. So these aren't easy decisions to make. So it's easy kind of, you know, it's, even me saying that, you know, is it on the board? Like, it's easy to say that these are tough decisions. But ultimately, you're in that role to make these tough decisions. That's that's the job. That's what it, that's what it, that's on your job description. You are going to have to make very difficult decisions. You're going to have to be the bad guy many times. You're not going to be popular, but ultimately it's on you to up, uphold the standards of the rules and the laws within your governing body that you work for and represent. And, but it, it, these things, so what happens here, but it, what, you know, a decision has been made and it's going to be an ongoing situation till we, till it really all is over. And it is going to create a precedent there's going to be a big precedent created here, I believe, that that after this, um, maybe next time something like this happens, there should be a, it should be a lot clearer on what to do because of what the precedent was set here. Yeah, I, I think there are kinds of there are there are loopholes, if you like, that can be closed with something like this because the argument that he didn't fail a UCAD test and this was a VADA test. It does. It's kind of semantics. If you fail in a way, yeah, I know exactly. And anybody, the common sense approach to that is to look at that and just say that is that is a nonsensical statement. But again, we're back to the kind of the, you know, the the literal interpretation of something as opposed to a more common sense, uh, more moral judgment. Things like that have got to be have got to be tightened up. But as I understand it from speaking to people, if you were to go to a court and say. Well, what it is, is that we signed up to VADA testing. That was our idea. We insisted on it, actually. Um, but then we failed a VADA test. But actually, the British Boxing Border Control um, adhered to another method of testing. So we want to, uh, not method of testing, another testing agency. So we want to actually ignore that. That is very unlikely to get anywhere because the court would look at that and just think, well, that just doesn't make any sense because it doesn't. But it's funny because, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but courts of law don't really look at what's morally right or wrong. They look at the letter of the law. Is that right? That's, that, that's true. That's true. But but in these, you know, in these, sport is not something they generally really want to get get involved in. That's why there's a court of arbitration for sport. You Cause, know, Because even if it looks bad that you failed the test, even in that black and white contract paper or whatever the rules and regulations are, it says 
UCAD is the governing body in the British Boxing Board of Control, well, then maybe FADA doesn't, isn't recognised by that. Like a court of law would probably say, look, we don't know the boxing world and if that looks terrible and if morally it's wrong, we're, not, we're, we're, we're a court of law, we don't care about that, we just look at black and white. Is it legal or illegal? That's it. These are the things that, that that may well get discussed, or they could take the opposite viewpoint of it and just think that actually that is fundamentally problematic, um, and that part of the testing and UCAD testing should be equivalent, and failing one should be failing with the other. You know, what, whatever happens with this, I don't There'll think be it's going to be. Set. There will be a precedent set here. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there will be. I think you will be. I don't think it's going to be quick. I really, really don't. I think this could. I think this could take a long time. Um, he's got a, he's assembled a, a highly efficient legal team, Conor Ben, which is the right thing to do. And we will find out in due course what, um, what's going to happen. So hopefully we've kind of addressed some things there, which, which have been useful, uh, which have been maybe interesting, uh, to listen to. It is a difficult one to talk about. I just felt over the last few weeks. I was weeks gutted that, I was. I yeah. I was gutted when yeah. I heard it. Gutted. Yeah. I think everybody was. Yeah, I'm everybody looking forward was. to the fight. I really like kind of Ben. I was just gutted. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said before, there are no there are no winners here. And the only the point of doing this really was that we just felt that that all you can do in this, in situations like this is look at what has actually happened and try, if you care about the sport here, is try and work out how this has happened without being team matchroom or team this or team that or anti-matchroom or whatever it is, try and work out how it's happened. You know, be human about it. And like, like I said, right at the start, that doesn't mean that you let people off. It doesn't mean that you give them a pass. It doesn't mean that you, you know, that, that everybody should just be, you know, nothing to see here. Let's all move on. But it's always a useful thing to do to try and put yourself in the shoes of of, of another person when they're making a really, really difficult decision. And as is very often the case, the most critical decisions in any crisis a lot of the time or what ends up being a crisis, they come really, really early. And that's what happened here. Yeah, look, you, you said a couple of things there. Be human about it and try and put yourself in everyone's shoes and everyone's positions and... But also, you can't look. You, you know, you, you've got to call it as it is and what's out there. But you should be slower to judge and quick to try and understand. That's what I think. Yeah, no, I think that's. I think that's a really good, good, um, good place to finish. Actually, yeah, I, I think I, I think that's been kind of what's frustrated me a bit about it, and we we've kind of kept our powder, kept our powder dry because you know it's, there's been a lot of real judge and jury stuff. Everybody's very, very. <laughs> And my pad is still dry to some degree because it's still an ongoing thing. Yeah, and it's you know, I listen. The only I do responsible like kinda, thing is, is to keep your powder dry. You know, it's it's an ongoing thing, so you know, let's wait and see what happens. All I will say is, you know, it doesn't look good, and I don't want to be wise after the fact, but a lot of people have said to me how badly it's been all handled. Yeah. Yeah, I and the, can't argue with them. No, no, you can't. And I thought that it was just useful to kind of go back and see, you know, how how that basically how that basically happened, um, because we would hope that were a similar situation to emerge in the future that that it wouldn't happen again. But like you said, situations are rarely 
completely equivalent. There might be something else that's just slightly different. Uh, different people are involved, which is going to make it different for a start. And it's going to roll on. As I said, I don't think the resolution to this is going to be is going to be quick. Um, and maybe we'll revisit it in in a few weeks, a few months. Um, who knows? But uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks for listening, as always. Um, we had Mark Taffet a few days ago. Uh, that was that was very good fun hearing about the glory days of, of HBO steering that ship and getting his views on on um, on the current kind of pay per view market and stuff like that, amongst other things. So if you didn't catch that, then then do go back and, and have a listen. Um, next up, I think, is going to be an away corner special because what I've noticed in recent weeks when I've gone to shows is that the right-hand side of the bill these days, they are coming to win. You know, they are coming for you if you are coming out of that home corner in a way that I haven't really seen for a while. Um, and we'll be looking to recruit the, the services of... Uh, of a couple of a couple of gentlemen in particular who we see who we see often, uh, one of whom is is riding high at the minute, boxing out of the away corner. You may well be able to guess who. Um, so anyway, hopefully that does happen because otherwise I'm going to sound ridiculous uh, having said all of this. So take it easy, everybody. We'll catch you again next time. Yes, that line falls on the right page. Podcast Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.